0: And welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John.
1: I'm Kathy.
0: Welcome to episode 168, uh, our MechWarrior episode. We're going to be talking about painting non-organic models and talking about all the cool things that go along with that. Um, On top of that, um, we have now a new challenge. Uh, The Gonzo challenge has been suspended since you you did get it. Uh, We are now doing a new challenge where it is the Puppet Challenge. Uh, If you reach 150,000 points uh, before 30 days, we will turn the stream into a puppet show and we will be puppets for the entire episode. Um, Caveat to that is if we have a special guest on, we will not do it on that episode. Um, So just so everybody kind of knows. Other than that... um, Let's make sure we get through all of our business real quick. We want to thank Muse on Minis for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, Don't forget that if you buy anything from them, make sure you use the word more than dice, all one word, and you get 10% off of anything you buy there. Uh, We also want to thank them for hosting all of our files and helping us push it out to the masses. Um, We also want to thank uh, Muse on Minis. Um, Lynn is amazing. She has actually started storing some of our products to sell, so we can uh, get some money from that. Help make the podcast Metalhead a little bit better. That's say what I say.
1: Muse on Minis.
0: Muse on Minis. Metalhead Minis. Excuse which is me.
1: Different.
0: Yeah, which is different. Metalhead Minis. Uh, I probably saw that up in the corner of my eye and then said it subliminally. Um, and you also can check out her uh, stream also because she does stream early in the morning. Um, we also we are a creature creator, so you will see us paint some of those models every so often. And I uh, heard a rumor that. Uh, Somebody wants us to have them on air and uh, come and visit us and do a podcast. Um, And TectonicRest Studios. Don't forget Dan is now uh, Twitch streaming, uh, showing his products off and painting uh, terrain. Um, So don't forget to go check him out. Uh, We will do some giveaways from him eventually. Um, Captain Mizzy does want to thank everybody who pushed through the Gonzo Challenge. And... um, Made it happen where I'm right side up for this podcast. So, uh, in other news, we also want to say next week's podcast will be our all chibi episode. We are going to have Yeji Kim uh, from one half of uh, Snickersnack Studios. Um, She'll be on talking about all stuff chibi. I'll be painting a chibi model. Cassie will be painting a chibi model. And uh, we'll get to have all that cool stuff going on.
1: Will John be painting a chibi model?
0: I think John's going to take the night off. Apparently, I'm taking that night off. <laughs>
1: no, you can't make John take the night off. I'm not making John do anything. To
2: a chibi model. <laughs> I don't even own a chibi model. I mean, technically, I own a chibi model. It's still curing over the windowsill, I think. Yeah. I'll see if it's done.
1: He agrees. John has to paint a chibi. So we'll
0: be doing all chibi, <laughs> all four of us, on that episode, which is fine. Um... Other than that, um, John, what are you drinking tonight? I, I'm, I'm curious what awesome concoction you have made up for this episode to drink all episode. Well,
2: I went that to get a good drink, so I went downstairs and I stabbed on and I'm going to drink his blood. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Water.
0: Water. For you to know, um, John's challenge did get completed in the pre-ramble. And so John has to drink water the entire episode. Kathy, what are you drinking today?
1: I am drinking tea. Just
0: tea? It is ginger tea. Oh. Um, I am actually
1: solidarity, John.
0: I'm sure. drinking uh, water also. Not for John, just because I am not feeling very good. Um, allergies are kicking my butt right now, so I just gotta make sure I keep hydrated. Uh, so I'll hydrate with you, John. How about that? Oh, hey, Marshall. How's it going? <laughs> so, hey,
1: hey. Well, Marshall says oh. Beatty on Blood it is both old and bitter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <clears throat> um, do we have any uh, shout outs this week?
2: I'm sure there were, but I wasn't able to keep track of them. I was kind
0: of busy. I do know that uh, Olympias Dukakis passed away. Um, she passed away this week. She was like 80-something, 89, I think, or so whatever. Um, famous actress. Uh, did a lot of roles. Um, mm-hmm. They said that she had been sick quite a bit late, lately, so uh, they didn't say what she passed of, but she had been sick quite a bit. Um, actually, they don't have an episode tonight, Kathy. They don't. We got a lot of weird things going on with Skype today. Uh, No, so we're gonna get all Harlan's heroes watching us tonight. Wow! All of them that can. So, watch. Figure out where we're gonna raid later, Um, guys. We really appreciate you coming in and hanging out and watching and listening, whether it's live after stream because we notice that a lot of people are starting to watch our streams after we stream which is really cool um or listen
1: to them on one of the many platforms
0: yes listening to on some of the many 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 platforms which we actually i just put in for a couple of more by the way um we got because asked why not to be part of them. yeah we got we got asked to be part of a, a couple of other podcast um programs and so i, I put us along right. so we got plenty of ways that you can listen to us Uh, on all our platforms and we did do a little update to our youtube channel uh thanks to captain mizzy uh she started making playlists for us and so it's oh uh, thank
1: you captain mizzy
0: uh it is actually a little bit more organized so like all of john's videos or mech warriors in one all the different rpgs are in their own type thing so we've got a little bit of organization in that um so guys we really appreciate it um thanks for coming by thanks for watching Thanks for joining. Thanks for doing the channel points. Um, we actually look forward and it's actually pretty fun to see y'all do those things. I mean look forward
2: to all but one.
0: Yeah the Tarny <laughs> Um Camera right side up is the worst one to put on there. Um, best. <laughs> <laughs> so tell all y'all
2: Okay second best. Kathy reading's
1: better.
0: Kathy's reading is the Aww.
1: best. Thanks.
0: Be safe out there guys wear your mask. Be careful. Look out for each other. Cheers.
1: Cheers.
0: Cheers. Oh, that's... Damn. Is that hitting the right spot, John? (laughs) 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 I love you, too. Oh, man. It is, like, really, really hot in my room because I got, like three printers and a computer going and lights like crazy. Um, okay, so before we get over and look at this, we're going to be talking about uh, MechWarrior Online, um, a little bit from John because he's going to help us talk about some of these miniatures that we're painting. Um, I'm painting a few a little bit different than Kathy's painting. Um, or did you did you give her the clay? No, you gave her the clay one, so it's actually the same ones, right? Yeah,
2: sure. Yeah. The same model. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I'm painting the same ones that she's painting. Um, you didn't go with the theme on yours, did you? A
2: beam, I
1: mean, theme?
0: The theme is oil painted. But so, yeah, I,
1: I, everything I am oil painting right now is a big experiment. Hi, White Tiger. Hello, White Tiger. Mm-hmm. So, Each one of my mechs is a, it's a different experiment in uh, in doing the oil paint pre-glaze. So, Yeah there is no theme each one of them is a different color it's all like like jewel tone crayolas or something <laughs> it's the the Magcat cat though is the one that looks most like uh like the cover of the box like the box art
0: yeah I... and i'm looking
1: forward to painting that with the uh with the like the red stripes and stuff that you see on the uh, on the one on the box, that's going to be a lot of fun.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the well, Timberwolves become the iconic mech of BattleTech, unfortunately.
1: Well, they're really, I don't know. There's something really distinctive about them.
2: It, it is. It is the most distinctive, and I actually, I jokingly say, unfortunately, because I'm an Air Sphere guy, not a Thrifty Claner, but. <laughs> but yeah, because all, all the old box sets used what we call the unseen mechs, which are all mechs they borrowed from anime sources. Technically they got the rights, but the rights were so up in America that they technically didn't really have the light, right, the right light, the light, the right, the correct rights. How about that? This is John
1: not drinking alcohol. Yes. No, they, they
2: didn't have the correct rights. I was trying not to say right rights because that sounds wrong. <laughs> sticking with that so it is good that they actually have
1: you may be right for all I know
2: yeah, you may be wrong you may be right, I may be crazy but it just might be a lunatic you're looking for Hi, right, White Tiger, yeah, I play some mechware online poorly mediocrely you know, whatever you want to say, but I enjoy it alright, so let's go but Yeah, ahead so and... it is cool that they have like an actual spokes mech that is their own design that's super cool
0: mm-hmm. go ahead so I'm going to switch over. i got to fix my camera because it decided to reset itself once we change stuff. So oh, give me four. a second. I'm going to re...
1: Yours are all the same color.
0: Because I am going with <laughs> um, a clan of sorts. Uh, because I think once I'm done painting them up, no, no. I'm probably going to... It's all a clan. You don't say of sorts.
2: It's definitely a clan. It is it's a, terrible a clan, clan. But it's a clan.
1: Why terrible?
2: Uh, Jade Falcons are. They're bastards.
0: They're assholes. If, they,
2: if you were to have a bad guy of the Battletech universe in the clans, it's the fucking Jade Falcons. They're the worst. I mean, Smoke Jaguar was kind of bad. These guys are worse. <laughs> there was a series of books on them, and I still don't care about them.
1: falcon
0: give me a second I'm going to try to get this looking a little bit better because these are actually a bright green not an army green gone
1: but bears what's that
2: the ghost bears actually didn't get their butts up like that not like the smoked jaguars
1: oh I see yeah so, I know nothing about the fluff of uh, of Battletech well so luckily I'm John interested John here to help you Yes, I'm interested in hearing what you have to tell me about so, the uh, these clans and everything.
2: I will preamble with, I am just scratching the surface on the history. If you really want good history, there is a YouTube channel called the Black Pants Legion. And they text talks battle tech. And in particular, there is one on the uh, Amara Civil War. And then he does uh, Elementals to Exodus, um, which sort of explains the major history of Battletech to sort of the point where I stopped paying attention years ago. It kept on going past that, and it's fine. But that's that. That's there. So the whole idea is, is of course, the far future. Um, when we meet up, it's... So technically, the first book was set in the thirty twenty five,
0: but the yeah, because there was actually versions that. There was a, at so, one point versions of BattleTech. It was like thirty whatever and like twenty something. Well, whatever. the
2: tech readouts had a year next to them for you know what year it was because it was the eighties slash nineties, and having splat books and source books that were huge on fluff and stuff and not done efficiently for presenting information they were just really cool because you'd open the book and it's sideways, technical manual and you've got this whole background and fiction on the mech and then the other page is just the mech stats of the picture, it was great um, that's not super efficient way of doing things nowadays though actually with PDFs it's great, it works fine but for books it's not as good because you got a lot of pages, so you'd have the 3025 guide which was the initial one, which had all the basic uh, mechs from the original BattleTech. And then we would go on 3026 with vehicles and stuff. And then 3050 was the first big jump. And that's the Clan Invasion. Which they've just uh, redone since there's another new holder of it. Uh, and with some updated rules and stuff for the uh, game. But the whole thing if I like, starts, I mean, with the advent of the Star League. And I don't have a date for that. I'm pretty sure Text does. Um, and it was basically... It was the UN of sorts of the whole universe, you know, of the known universe, the inner sphere as they call it. And there are various different great houses, but there was the Star League, you know, in charge of them, and they were doing, keeping things real, you know, keeping them from murdering each other too much. Um, and that's sort of where battle mechs come in is that they started imposing rules on warfare after someone, pretty sure it was a Capellan. Uh, nuke the fuck out of a planet to win. (laughs) They're like, this is no good. You kill too many civilians, bad Capellan. I'm pretty sure it was a Capellan. It could have been a Cretan, I don't know. In any case. Um, So they imposed the rules of warfare, and, you know, so basically war became a game, so to speak. You know, you had rules and everything. So you couldn't just bomb something from orbit. Well, in that, suddenly a company starts working on the first battle mech, the Mackie. And it comes out to, you know, it just crushes tanks and all. Is it the best way to fight? Probably not. But the pilots who were in it and all and the technology was so good, they just crushed some damn tanks and the tank division was just a lance of mechs. And then it was off. Everyone was making battle mechs. This is how the warfare is done now. And he's got a good video on that, too. The Mackie actually a good shorter video but I suggest the uh, Ameris Civil War, which is a, a long one and two because it is a heck of a thing. So, on to that. It keeps proliferating. Um, you end up with five, with six great houses, technically. Because you have uh, House Cameron, which is the Star League. The uh, They actually sort of control the Star League. They're the ones who keep... Uh... I haven't seen Critical Rocket's videos, White Tiger, so I can't speak to their quality. I'm I've heard they're good. You can look them up. I mean, honestly, you can look up plenty of Battletech stuff online if you want. Uh, I just go with the ones that I've personally seen, because I don't want to, you know, send somewhere I'm not sure about. Laura Battletech. <laughs> so, um, so I ended up with the, the five houses. House Cameron, who is basically in charge of Star League. Um, and then uh, House Karita, which are sort of the, you know, Asian-Japanese-flavored. You have uh, House Steiner, which is much more Germanic sort of influence. Um, then you have uh, House Merrick, the Free Worlds League, which nominally is the kind of American one, but we generally don't. I mean, it's weird. There's not enough on them in the the core books to uh, really get a feel for them. They're always sort of like the outsiders type of thing. Um, House Lao, the Compelling Federation, who are sort of the other the non-Japanese, Asian, and that sort of area, and uh, generally they're bastards. Generally. And then you have uh, House Davion, which is tr- sort of the other half of Europe and all. You know, the, uh, the rest of Europe, England, sort of uh, feeling to them. They're really the nominal, and I say nominal because they're still bastards necessarily. The nominal good guys. When you pick up the uh, fluff in the books, House Steiner and House davian are generally portrayed as the good guys. Merrick is more sort of neutral. Lao is sort of the bumbling bad guys, and Karita is the actual real bad guys. That's not doesn't end up being the way. So in any case, you have this whole big political structure, and there's these uh, periphery states that are outside the main inner sphere that are smaller and don't have a lot of power. And have sort of gotten their asses whooped in submission once or twice for trying to re- to go and do their own thing. And the Lord of the Star League dies, and his uh, his son is made, you know, head of the Star League. And one of the guys from one of the periphery States, uh, Stefan Amaris, actually sort of befriends him and leads him on, and you know, sort of helping him along. And he starts doing stupid shit at his behest, you know. Trying to really limit what the what the uh, houses can do, trying to get more power, and then eventually, you know, he totally trusts Stefan Amaris, and Amaris betrays him, kills him. Uh, basically, you know, he had done all this stuff. He'd actually had the Star League Defense Force sent away. General Kerensky took his whole force to go pacify, you know, periphery states that were that were uh, rebelling. So the whole. Bulk of the Starlight Defense Force is away, and Stephen Marr starts the coup and takes over, killing him, uh, killing a bunch of people. Uh, there's a great story in there of the Black Watch, which were the personal guard of the uh, House Cameron, and how just a company of them held like a regiment at bay. And that's companies twelve mechs, a regiment is nine companies, so out, outnumbered nine to one, and. To finally kill the last of the Black Watch, they nuked just they used like strategic nuclear weapons on just a company of Battlebacks. Which is crazy. That's uh, a whole good story in there. So he takes over and General Kronsky's stuck out in the periphery and needs to come back and retake the world. So he does what anyone does. He finishes whooping the ass the periphery and then forms his army and slowly fights his way back to Terra Earth uh, to confront the, the remains of Aramis's army and does and they take him prisoner you know, he surrenders at a point then they find that uh, the whole house Cameron was dead so then they murder uh, murder eh, kill Stephano Aris and they realize everything's going to go to hell There's no Star League. There's no rightful heir.
0: He knows the Houses
2: are going to fight over power because that's what they do. Marshall, thanks for the follow. Oh, thanks, Marshall. Um, So at that point, he decides he takes the majority of his troops and just leaves. Just straight gone. They take up all their equipment, and everything. They leave a handful of people in charge, including uh, Jerome Blake, who's in charge of Comstar, who's in charge of all the hyperpulse communications,
1: yeah, which is their
2: long-range pause. communication. What's that? Do you
1: want a ants? So because I can that's read this how you get awesome ants. That, that L. Marshall just posted. I defend the Star League against Zer and the Kodan <laughs> Armada.
0: I'm just thinking that the whole time. John tells me that I, I'm, I'm like I don't want to interrupt him because he's going really good. I'm just like.
1: Sorry, I just—I
2: had to. No, it's all good.
1: That
2: movie. I mean, Mar- and I are big fans of uh, Last Starfighter. Yeah, it's just when that, when every that time video I came it. out, we he said, "Hey, have you seen this?" He's like, "I've already watched it twice." As the kid, <laughs> you know, Last Starfighter now. Um, okay. So he leaves part of it—the uh, telecommunications, basically—in charge with uh, Jerome Blake, who form and then ends up forming Comstar, who keep Terra and become sort of a neutral party you can't fuck with because. They control communication between worlds. Uh, Most of the rest of his his troops, uh, I believe like 80 or 90% of them follow him, and they just leave. They leave the inner sphere. Um, Of course, at that point, the Great Houses start fighting amongst each other. They sort of sort it out, end up with borders, and go into what they call the succession wars, where basically they just beat each other up trying to become the power. They they all want to be the next Star Lord, the elite Lord of the Star League, and they fight pretty constantly. I mean, honestly, at the point we enter uh, the Battletech universe in the first book that's uh, written out, the first, technically the second book is the better entry. Actually, I think technically it's even the, yeah, technically the second book, which is the Grey Death Legion book. um, We are past the third succession war and the fourth has not yet started which actually starts in a period of the books so they've been kicking each other's asses for years i think uh 2750 ish is about when the star lore star league falters and dies and then we pick back up in 3025 so it's been a couple hundred years so they're fighting each other kicking their teeth in, you know have some fights um, this is where the books pick up. It's the sort of beginning portion of the fiction, is the Succession War era. In reality, more around the Fourth Succession War era, where you get uh, the names that old school deck players know, like the Hans Davion of House Davion, uh, Katrina Steiner, um, Takashi and Theodore Kurita, uh Maximilian Lau, you know, all the big names that we start, and like the Wolf Dragoons and all the big mercenary companies and units that you hear about are from that beginning so fast forward to 3050 and the books have picked back up with the next generation the sons and daughters of most of the characters from the original couple books really it wasn't as many as I thought there's really only about maybe a dozen books that are pre-Clan invasion spoiler Mm -hmm. so it picks up 3050 and the Clans invade and they just roll in everyone they've got better technology better pilots and they're just kicking everyone's ass and no one knows who they are uh, eventually it's revealed that they are of course the descendants of General Kerensky and his uh, Starlight Defense Force who have in order to preserve their own way of life come up with a whole new sort of I don't know, etiquette for fighting they're very much
1: like a chivalry?
2: Uh, sort of, but they have an honor. You know, They bid how many forces they need to take whatever the enemy is. So they are trying not to use too many forces, because apparently when they got out to the uh, to wherever they settled, they just started kicking the shit out of each other again. As humans are wont to do after Kerensky died. So this was their defense. They like, we need to make these rules so that we don't just murder each other. And they have a whole big caste society with in some cases the warrior cast being higher, some cases not, but you don't learn a lot of that till way later. But they come in and you eventually learn that their goal is to retake Terra and basically take over the Inner Sphere because their way is best.
1: Everybody always thinks their way is best.
2: Yes. Well, luckily, standing in the way of them, uh, the Great Houses actually get their asses whooped but then start working together, which is the scariest thing when you know age-old enemies work together. You know when, you know when. Uh, so House Davion and House Karita have been long-standing enemies. They have a long border. They they fight and kick crap at each other. In fact, uh, one of the coordinator of the Draconis Combine, House Karita's uh, their leader, his cousin killed Hans Davion's father or older brother, I think it is actually, uh, thus putting him in charge of the of uh, you know the Federated Commonwealth, or in that case now. Yeah. That's a complicated... I will not go into that right now. So they, they don't like each other at all. But he sends troops to help defend their capital from the clans as part of this. So they start working together, start giving the clans a couple defeats. And then Comstar, who originally, having no idea what the clans are after, was working with the clans, like, oh, yeah, we'll help manage the worlds after you leave. And they're all trying to get more power to indoctrinate people into their way because they become sort of... Quasi-religious. You know, they treat the technology like it's some religious thing. It's not really, obviously, but they treat it like that. Hey, Big Night.
1: Hello, Big Night.
2: And, uh, so they're doing that, and then they suddenly realize, because they literally have their, uh, the head of their armies, uh, Anastasius fucked, uh, go and talk with the clans, you know. He's dealing with them, um, meeting with them, um, and they find out that the clans are going after Terra to take over. And that's where Comstar is headed, so they're not going to have that. So they hatched this big plan to fight on a proxy world for Terra about a world called Tukiat. And the Comstar takes all the armies that the Great Houses didn't know they had. They had them in hiding. A couple people knew because they sort of found out in various things. That's part of the plot. that set it up. A lot of the stuff set up early in some of the books and it doesn't bear fruit for... You know, where they were coming out for, like, years. Um, but, so they find out, they set up that proxy battle, and basically Comstar kicks the crap out of the clans. I mean, it's brutal. Both sides get ravaged, but literally they fight and and make the clans fight a war they're not used to fighting and basically beat them. Um, actually, I think that's an adder. Um, so that's sort of where mine ends up so there ends up being a peace treaty with a line at Tukiad you can't go any further than this for like 15 or 20 years something like that I forget the exact time Um, and then it goes on for that and then after that uh, you know there's the after clan invasion stuff where they start fighting again after the peace treaty and there's there's a ton of stuff that happens after that that I'm not really familiar with um, because I haven't Mm -hmm. Gotten that far in my reread of the books? Uh, no, the Puma and the Cougar are not, but the Puma and the Adder are technically the same. mech. One is the clan name, and one is the Sphere name. The Puma is the Interstellar name. I always jokingly call it by the opposite of whatever someone's calling it because I'm an ass. So <laughs> the, that's just an overview. They're literally, I would say the video, uh, the videos on just the Stephen Amaris Civil War is probably the one text it is like five hours long it's in two minute videos something like that three three to five hours i mean text does like holy shit his homework it's crazy but also there's plenty of books on it there's a wiki sarna.net s-a-r-n-a.net where you can get some of this and obviously the best way to consume this though is through the novels you don't have to read them all There's a couple earlier ones, not as good. In fact, the first book is called The Sword and the Dagger, and I was told by the man in charge of Battletech lore at that point, (coughs) not that, was Michael Stackpole, who wrote a lot of the books. He was sort of in charge of all of the Battletech sort of fiction at one point. Like, he's still involved, but he's not in charge of it anymore. They got the people doing that but they've gone through there's two more there's a uh, there's the jihad which is i think uh clan the, the comstar fracturing and having two types two guys fight it out with the um the various great houses and then there's the dark ages which is a way future version way future events that i haven't caught up on yet uh, to be honest the dark ages left a bad taste in a lot of battletech players mouth because that's when the clicks came out and we were not happy with that
0: I remember those coming out. Cause it was like, what's yeah. Dark Ages?
2: Honestly, I I was working at a distributor before that for Mage Night, and I was not a fan, so I was like, predisposed not to like them.
0: <laughs> so okay. a
2: basic overview. It has they've narrowed it down to a handful of eras, like a lot of things they do now with fiction. <clears throat> There's the Star League era, there's the Succession War era, there's the Clan Invasion era, there's the Jihad era, and then there's the Dark Age era. As far as putting stuff out, um, they sort of started, they have the basic box set. There's two basic boxes. There's a starter box that comes with two mechs. They are, as a matter of fact, these two mechs, just not painted a uh, Griffin and a Wolverine. And. It's a really good introduction to the rules and such. Do you suggest it? It's also only 20 bucks. Oh, yeah, Civil War era. I, man, you're right. I forgot Civil War era. That's complicated. But uh, I was forgetting that. So basically, at a point during the... Right before the, third, the Fourth Succession War, um, Hans Davion marries Melissa Steiner and their two realms, which are two of the biggest realms, merge and they become uh, the Federated Commonwealth rather than the Federated Sons and, uh, you know, the Lyran Commonwealth. And uh, the Civil War is because one of their daughters is a bitch (laughs) and wants power and basically engineers a lot of bullshit, and I mean this, uh, to forge a... Wedge between the two realms again And then they split again To the Lyran Alliance And the Federa- and the Federated Sons uh, If I remember correctly She does get her Justice desserts, But I didn't read that far I sort of uh, That was all getting planted In the last books I read Which was sort of uh, When basically The Nisferior was going to The Clan homeworlds To basically say Hey, fucking stop We know where you live um, It's good fiction It feels very People people liken it to Game of Thrones. It is basically um, Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones. Because the, the throne of Star League is sort of what they're all fighting over. But it's sort of like sci-fi Game of Thrones. And I hate using it like that because, I mean, it was technically first, just never hit the popularity of it.
0: Yeah.
2: But it's good. And actually, that is a good story. I mean, the only problem with it is the problem. And this is going to be an aside in a mini-John rant. The only problem I have with every fiction that takes things to the future. They can't just let anyone have a fucking happy ending.
0: No, of course not.
2: And that's a problem. You gotta let someone have a happy ending. That's why I stopped reading Dragonlance novels. (laughs) That's why I, you know, at a point you start going, for fuck's sake, stop just fucking everyone. Someone can have a fucking happy ending, right? So, no, okay.
1: <laughs> not everyone needs the horrifying drama that gives them flaws and scars to make them more interesting.
2: Oh my god, Cookie, did you say that to me? You've hurt me. You've wounded me. Dragonlance is not boring. Dragonlance is awesome.
0: Dragonlance is awesome. I'm actually rereading all the Chronicles right now.
2: Uh, So Dark Walker on Moonshade was interesting. I... It never grabbed me the same way Dragonlance did, but to be fair, I read Dragonlance first. But I have read Dark Walker on, on Moonshay. Uh, the second book was pretty good. The third book was not as good. It felt weird. Uh, nothing wrong with Dark Sun. I just don't feel like it was a, it was a better role-playing setting than it was books. Any case. Um, so most of the Battle of the Gaming takes place in I mean, generally in the Clan Invasion uh, era. Um, mostly right now, that's because that's as far as they've gotten. They haven't done updates on the other rules yet.
1: Are you but. filing mold lines, Gonzo?
0: No, uh, I was decided to get the um, put the gravel on my elementals, and of course the glue got on some of the. Model. Oh yeah.
1: So I'm kind yeah. of picking
0: off some of the, the glue, rock type stuff. I was just kind of taking a break from painting. I was like, ooh, because I didn't originally when I did this. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna do the mix for right now. And then of course we've all started getting into it, and we've you started painting, I started painting. I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna do the elementals also. Because I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna paint all this up and just like sell it away, uh, to somebody. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing Inner Sphere. Or let someone borrow it, or whatever. I don't know, but it's always good to have an op
2: for for the uh, for someone to play with. Yeah.
0: So I, I heard you were talking about different the different models. Uh, were y'all talking about this one right here? Um, Doo-doo, the one I was painting. The one you were painting.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the adder slash puma. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because I okay, so Kathy, this is what I did on mine. I know you did different because you're doing oil um ooh, kind of a, to fill that in um so the way i painted mine is of course i primed it black um and then this one i put it on with a brush but the other four i airbrushed the green from pro Acryl. waited that, oh, that for that must to must
1: taken oh, that must have taken way less time with the airbrush than your oh. uh, your, that one you
0: brushed on. Yeah, the one I brushed on, it took like, you know, 20, 30 minutes or whatever. And I airbrushed it, it was all done in minutes. Um, so it was no big deal. Um, and then after I airbrushed it, and after it dried, I no oil washed it. And I just went and just slathered it all over. I didn't care. Because mm-hmm. um, if it made it dark, cool. It just adds some character to it. Um, and then... After it was dry, I dry-brushed it uh, with a little bit of green um, just to kind of get some of the the white, the the dark out of it. And then I dry-brushed it yellow, using the Procre Yellow, um, because their yellow is actually really good and really bright. Um, And then after I dry-brushed it with yellow, I dry-brushed it with a light green so it gets back a little bit. So it's not like a bright yellow highlight. It's just a bright green highlight. Um, I don't know if you can tell or whatever.
1: You know what I, you know what I find amusing is the one that I did green looks just like your green one.
0: Oh yeah, I, I noticed that too because I was looking at your stuff because <laughs> you posted pictures of it and I was like, and oh.
1: I even, I even on Thursday did a little bit of I mixed a little yellow with green to do kind of a pseudo dry brush like you can't really do a dry brush dry brush with mm-hmm. oils but it's it's really you know a similar idea with the the side of a flat brush anyways yeah they it, it looks pretty much the same as yours but I did I did one two three four I added all five of the max mm-hmm. uh, and the L ele- no the elements as I did later the I did all five of the max in one, one my Tuesday stream
0: well, you know what's interesting is we were talking about it, and you were talking about how I should use my panel lining uh, on the model. And so I was working with it, and I was testing it out. I tested it out on this one, um, and I would put it, but it would run really quickly all over the place. It didn't stick to the crevices really well. I don't know if you can tell, but if you look at the two legs, if you look like right here next to the yellow and then right here next to the yellow, this one had the panel lining inside of it and what it is is all i did was touch like right in here and it drained all the way down here and it did give some cool shading on it because i actually had to wipe it off because it was just too much but over on this leg it didn't get that you know that dark highlight or dark you know shade right next to the yellow but on this leg it did i
2: don't think the uh the detail is deep enough for the panel lining to work
0: right um It's not, but you have to be very, very careful with it if you're going to use it. Like, I did it in, like, these big holes, like this hole right here where my finger's at, or, like, right here. It was okay, but you had to wipe off a ton of excess off of the the little, you know, brush on it.
2: My suggestion is to get your contrast black, which I know you all have because it's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. And
2: just use that, and then go back over the parts where it slops a little bit with your with your highest, with your green over it, and it'll be fine. That's what I use for a lot of mine nowadays. It's it's a lot of me using that uh, that contrast black everywhere.
0: I did um instead of using the contrast black, I just did no oil and was just, you know, kinda kinda using it like the panel the panel lining and just kinda dipping it in there and, and hitting it. I so like it goes that there. but
2: it doesn't get you the same effect. You can actually use the uh the contrast black. I think it's called black templar.
0: Yeah, it's black templar one. I haven't tried the black templar. Maybe I'll try it on one of the other ones. Uh, but yeah, that's what I did I that's what I did for this one. The panel lining was here and it just it just drained all over the model and didn't stick inside, you know, that capillary yeah. action that Kathy's always talking okay. about. Um, so it didn't go in there and stay in Did there. you
2: try it on the one you hand brushed? I'm just curious. If this maybe... is the one I hand brushed. Oh, it is? Okay.
0: Yeah. It didn't It didn't stay in the lines very well. Did you it... try it
2: on one that you use the, the airbrush on? Maybe it's, maybe the paint's a little bit too thick there. Maybe it's a little less sticky on that. Hold on, let's try it out.
0: Give me a second. This uh, is one I air-rushed. Mark
2: just says, uh, fix it with a micron pen.
0: Yeah, I don't have any micron pens, so I just have to do with what I got. So hold on. Let me get... I'm going to wipe some of this off. Okay, so what what jack is this, by the way? Uh,
2: it's not a no, what, at all. What a mech warrior mech. is it? What, what? That's, that's an Omni-mech, sir. What mech is
0: this?
2: And an important note is a battle mech is a mech that is fixed in its profile, and an Omni-mech, which this is, has pods you can take off and put on to change its outlook. It's very much a clan thing initially is one of the big advantages they had. In any case that is a executioner or if you're an intersector guy like me, it's a gladiator. I actually really like that shoulder pad on it. You could do some stuff with that shoulder pad. I, yeah.
1: I feel like there's a Hello Kitty in my future
0: Well I want to try ah, to Hello do... Kitty. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. kind of want to. I kind of want to put them and make a uh, do the Jade Falcon on it. The Hello um,
2: Kitty clan. The, the the most devastating of every clan.
1: It is. It is. But but it's not
2: kindness and autocannons. But mostly kindness.
1: No, mostly autocannons. Be Let's be honest.
2: <laughs> well, Cookie, all the uh, mechs that they release, they're. They're getting the stores now, so you're going to start to be able to get some of those packs they released. I know Gonzo picked up some of the ones that I'd gotten in the Kickstarter, which I'll just. I've got them all over here now. So, Legionnaires, no one should ever paint anything like Ninja John's Fafnir. Ever. It's, no.
1: Why? No. What does his Fafnir look like?
2: nightmare fuel it is a nightmare fuel
1: you say that
2: it, it defies description i, I, I actually I, play, I think my mind has uh my mind is mostly blocked it out and when he feels the near i try to feel something faster than that so i don't have to see it <laughs> because if i am in front of him i do not have to see it God damn it, Timberwolf, get out of there. That's hey, Inner Sphere. Now
1: I'm curious. I'm very curious now. I, I need to know.
2: Uh, well, I mean, if you post a picture, if you can get a picture of it if in. Post uh... a
1: picture, John Ninja. If you have a link, if you have a link that you can show us of what it looks like, you pu- feel free to post that in the chat. Yep. Yes, yes. One, two,
0: three.
2: Okay, there's all my Inner Sphere dudes. Yeah, that one, I didn't actually look that carefully. That that uh, shoulder pad... The other one, not so much. The other one's just rounded. It's okay. Yeah, there's not, there's not much to but that. But that big one, legit. That's what I'm talking yeah, about.
0: I'm now. actually going to see if I can paint the actual Jade Falcon.
2: I mean I, I mean, I would, but I have standards. I care not. So, here's the funny thing. The Jade Falcon is... They've been, they were set up as the, the bad guy clan. You never really got much. They're still a clan. They still have their honor. And in fact, the good portion of the book that deals with the Jade Falcons and one of the main characters' interactions with them, they actually come off as very honorable. Um, technically better than the Snoke Jaguars do. Um, but they sort of end up being the main bad guy clan because, you know, they they have a really cool, I'll be honest they have a cool paint scheme, they have a cool icon so it's they sort of ended up that way uh, the other main clans that came in originally were the smoke jaguars who were a bit of assholes um, they got upset when uh, basically they broke someone out of prison they like raised the city after they broke uh, the guy out of prison which is funny because it was the prince of the Draconis Combine and they just sort of didn't know we had him, but in any case. And then the Ghost Bears, who you don't hear much about, they're sort of like, they're just a clan, but they're, you know, they follow the rules. And then there's the Wolf Clan, who is sort of the protagonist clan. You know, they're the ones you get the most with because one of the main, ostensibly of the series, one of the, the main characters uh Gets to see them from that point of view. He gets captured by them and all. So it is. Uh, most people identify with the Wolf Clan because they were presented in a positive light. Oh, you need a timberwolf for a piece of different color. That'd be cool. You can do that. I think the model actually lends itself to that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like I will say this, you know, don't feel like you have to paint any mech in any color. You know, even if you whatever I faction. I certainly you
1: don't. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I literally to get mine. I literally stole space marine paint schemes and put them on the battle max and they work
0: pretty well. I actually gonna take my inner sphere and I think I'm gonna do a camo scheme with them. Um and them
1: raider has a question.
2: All right, what you got? Uh
1: I mean Cylon Raider, I'm sorry. Yeah, Cylon Raider. Cylon Raider six six six. That that in the uh That royal blue color on the black background is hard to see.
2: Oh. I don't think I'm... I. Let me a second, I'm not...
1: What is P-U-I-T-E-R?
2: I'm not rocking that, yeah.
1: Oh, pewter? Are they oh, pewter? pewter? No,
0: they're plastic. no, no, they're plastic. They're plastic.
2: They're plastic. Yep. No worries. Apologies. Just didn't didn't catch that. Yeah, they're they're plastic models. Um, surprising. Pewter is actually really expensive to work with nowadays. Apparently. The. Oh no, they're 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 good plastic models. They're good quality. Yeah. They're good, good detail. They
1: really are. You can see you can see the fantastic detail. There's actually more detail on these than there were on the metal ones. So I'm told by people I know who have painted the metal ones and loved them. That. <laughs> Very true. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, not so much. I mean, yeah, most companies are moving away from it just because it's 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 hard. Everyone's going to the same handful of printers in, uh, in China to make stuff, so. Which is that? I mean, they're bad. All like board game pieces because they are one piece and all, but, like, honestly, they're some of the higher quality ones. I would go so far as to say they're at least equal to what Steamforge puts out for their stuff.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah i go with that. Having a couple of Steamforge models from their uh, Resident Evil game sitting in front of me that I painted, I will definitely agree to that.
2: Oh, airbrush? Yeah, I didn't use an airbrush. I used a regular brush, and uh, I painted... A twenty ten mech called a Stinger up like a speed bump. That's pretty much what happened to it in games. It was a speed bump to something bigger. That <laughs> actually Penaline is not seems to be working better on that model. I think so too.
1: Yeah.
0: Play around with it. It I might mean, have been just. It does...
2: you... Oh yeah. We, a lot of that happens a lot to SonicWriter. writer. Kids tend to stop a lot of collecting potentially. They take a lot of time, a lot of effort. A lot of people leave for a bit, then come back after their kids are old enough to, I don't want to say fend for themselves, but fend for themselves. Hmm. But yeah, I like how that turned out with just the, uh, just the black lining there.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely giving it good definition, I'm just kind of like being really careful with it so it doesn't, you know, 100% like too much and let it run all over the place. Yeah,
1: panel line wash is definitely not something you splash on like a contrast paint or Citadel wash.
2: Put that shit on everything. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it's a good point. Actually, it's a good point with washes, too. With having painting a lot of stuff where I'm touching up or doing whatever. You get a lot more effect out of your washes sometimes if you just put them in the recesses. And I was doing Wolverine, I just put, tried to concentrate the the sepia wash in the deeper areas, the you know the uh, muscle definition and all that. I feel like he came out a lot better because of that.
1: That is hundred percent correct. Wash doesn't mean bathe it. Oh, it. it. It it's a much more controlled thing. And just as John says, you just concentrate it in the recesses because that's where you want it to end up anyways.
2: Marshall says, if I had these models, I'd paint them in the Care Bear styles to take on the Hello Kitty clan, squints in Honestly, Care Honestly,
1: L. Marshall, if you had seen what mine look like right now, they kind of do look like Care Bear colors.
2: Oh, so Kathy, this is a throwdown that could happen because El Marshall goes to Adepticon pretty much.
1: I, too, go to Adepticon.
2: I mean you guys know some people so Marshall knows a lot of the people I know and more so you guys know some people in common
1: oh yeah I'm sure
2: yeah we all know Jeff Wallachs you could ask him oh yes we all know
1: Jeff Wallachs
2: (laughs) because the Jeff Wallachs and uh, microphone story is hilarious
1: (sighs) all I can now hear in my head is the wog
2: Fair enough. He I mean, says,
1: I've been doing wash all wrong Well, as long as you're satisfied with your result That's the main thing
2: Apparently, uh, Kathy, did you know that, that Marshall has had dinner with you twice? Have you? <laughs> I'm not surprised
1: I, I, I'm probably not surprised by that I'll eat with anyone
2: <laughs> John, you can just post it in Discord and I'll post it if you want
1: who are we having dinner with, though?
2: Could be any of the old GW guys. He knows all of them.
1: I feel like I need to know. I'm curious now. Like, <laughs> I'm sure I know you. Honestly.
2: I'm sure if we gave both names, he would be become a parent. But I uh, won't do that. I would, yeah, cares.
1: yeah. It's Not everybody likes that.
2: Yep. We've had this. He and I have had this discussion before. And, so And I respect
1: that 100%. Yeah. Throw yeah, throw a link up in the chat, Joe, Joe, John Ninja, John Ninja, John Ninja, so we can all see.
2: I'm trying to figure out who Feral Punishment is. Then, if uh, if if I know him, you can you can send it in a whisper in here. I just I don't know everyone's names. I mean, I know L. Marshall's name because that's the name he uses.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, El, bio. El Marshall says, yeah, Dave Taylor, for some of the other paint judges. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
2: nope, nope, that didn't work. Oh, hi, bio. Yeah. Let's see. We'll actually just copy the the, uh, the link here. It'll be easier than trying to get the pictures in there. Well, actually, no, I can do this. Easy peasy. Boom. Open original. Oh, no. Nope, don't do that, John.
0: Okay. So I'm thinking I do and try to paint a small jade falcon on the model somewhere.
1: Hey. Where?
0: I don't know. Like, I definitely so thought that might be So That's the able, back of it. Could get that right, there. there.
1: That's the back.
0: The back's okay
2: there's the front
1: warning line. don't get too close the particularly
2: in the bottom center of the rear it's like oh
1: <laughs> oh that's amazing I love as somebody who likes to paint eyeballs on all kinds of things I, I totally respect that that is awesome.
2: Someone mentioned, I wish they had googly eyes. I'm like, no, that they googly eyes, every mech would have googly eyes. <laughs> There'd be googly eyes everywhere. It would be oh distracting.
1: God, I have googly eyes. I can. Look, there's googly, googly eyes. eyes, eyes oh
0: yeah, I can make this, Your up. Can make
1: this Your happen. camera messed up. Yeah. All the cameras got a little uh, messed up when you did the camera switcheroo.
0: Yeah, switch scenes. Let me fix.
2: I
1: only have one thing for the media section, though. By the only way, one.
2: You I know. also only have one thing. It's almost like I've been streaming every fucking day. And
1: and I almost didn't even uh, finish it. It's like last minute.
0: Of course. Now your camera decides to playing around with me.
2: Our camera keep. Oh no, it's not camera. It's Skype. Yeah, Skype. Okay, Skype that needs just... to keep fucking around. You're going to find
0: out. <laughs> Type thing. It's so,
1: fine. It's
0: fine. We can hear you. That's all that matters, really, right? Yeah. Ooh, no, I need to drink.
2: your smiling face too. Brings joy to the people. Okay, so.
0: <laughs> This is our media section. Um, um, sorry, um, um, we got text coming in like crazy. Sorry. Um, media section where we talk about our media that we've done. I have uh, a whopping 85,000. Um, yeah, right. One, two, three, four. Four that I can go through. Well,
1: that's good.
0: It's not too bad. <laughs> Kathy
2: and I have
0: one each. Yep. Oh my gosh. Okay, so let's just go ahead and go with one that I saw that I was going to get to last week, but I didn't get to. Um, I'm going to talk about Mortal Kombat. Uh, came Did out to? On... Yeah, I got to. Uh, came out on HBO Max uh, and in the theaters. Um, I... I watched the original Mortal Kombat. Thought it was okay. Wasn't bad. I mean, what do you expect from a video game movie when all they're trying to do is just beat each other up? Um, I actually fell asleep during this movie. Uh, I had to rewind because I fell asleep in this movie. This movie was boring as shit. Um,
1: That's like the opposite of all the other people that I've talked to who saw it. But, you know, I haven't watched it yet.
2: All the reviews I hear are way over here. Or way over here. Yeah, There's no... And it was okay. Most of them are like, this was great. This was terrible.
0: There, yeah, for, for a movie about combat, there was very little. It didn't have a very good Mortal Kombat. It's like they were trying too hard to have Mortal Kombat um, and force everything. Oh, we got to get this little cliche thing in because that happened in the video game. So, oh yeah, you see it coming. You know, it's like everything... Happens for a reason. It. I was bored out of my skull. I actually fell asleep watching it. Um, I was definitely not happy with it. Uh, I give it uh, higher than the meh rating because it wasn't meh. Uh, so it gets like a three to three and a half spa- space for me. Um, I did not care for it at all. Oh,
2: oh Marshall.
0: Man. Bad mouth
2: Godzilla vs. Kong. We love Godzilla vs. Kong in this house.
0: (laughs) Kano is the only redeeming character in this. He's the only one that makes anything worth watching because his character is actually fun and entertaining. Everybody else was just boring as shit. I couldn't stand it one bit. I hated every minute of it. So, I don't know what to tell you. I couldn't stand it. I give it it's not... I'd say three and a half space herpes for it, because it was really not fun at all. At all. I do not recommend it. Go watch the old original Mortal Kombat. You'll have more fun. Even with the shitty CGI in it, I would go watch that instead.
2: The only thing I'll review is their updated techno theme. The updated uh, you know Mortal Kombat techno theme has been floating around YouTube. I give that thing four and a half shots, uh, four and a half space herpes, because, man... You take techno and you try to ultra techno it ends up being some shit. It was so bad I heard it. Listen, whole thing said, all right, delete that, get that out of here. Let me listen to the original soundtrack because I have that.
0: No, yeah, it was. I just you, you there. There were actually and I was waiting because they had. Done everything from the original one, and like, oh, here's you know, scorpions get over here. Here's this. Here's this from everything, and you're just waiting for them to shout Mortal Kombat sometime within it. Just the music, just to get, and never happened. And you're just like, that kind of is a bummer too. Um, Look,
2: having remembering seeing Mortal Kombat in the theaters when it starts off, and it starts off yelling, Mortal Kombat. You're like, fuck yes, I am in for this movie.
0: Yeah, they didn't do that at all.
2: Oh, it's sad.
0: Yeah. It, it it was bad. I do not recommend it. I think you would have better use of your time doing chores around the house than watching Yikes. this. <laughs> Yikes. So I, I cannot recommend it at all. So, sorry. Uh, Kathy, you want to go with yours?
1: Uh, sure. I watched the... Last, well, most recent James Bond Specter, the final one so far, until uh, they decide to release, you know, the next one. The next one. So, wow, that was really long.
2: (laughs) 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 But is that the nice thing you say about it? Because that's actually fair. You're right.
1: I I started watching it yesterday and I finished it today <laughs> I was like oh it's time for me to play Shadowrun I have to stop this so that I can you know watch it tomorrow and oh there were parts of it that were great and there were other parts of it that just did not need to be there it was like it was like they felt like they had to explain something that we all already knew several times yep like yeah I... we, we get that C is, is this we, we've known that from the beginning pretty much we don't need it spelled out in you know he, yeah they spend a lot of time just uh, reminding us about things we already knew so they could have cut off 45 minutes of that movie and uh and it would have been good.
2: But you get to find out that uh that uh, Bullfeld is Bullfeld
1: was behind it all all the time. Spoiler.
2: Spoiler, yeah.
1: <laughs> and that is
2: and that he's James Brown's like adoptive brother or some shit, like uh whatever. Fuck off. That was
1: that was a weird unnecessary thing. I that was know.
2: a that was a fine spy or you know pulpy spy movie trope. This is not a pulpy spy movie anymore. It hasn't been for a while.
1: Yeah. You know, they really seemed like they were trying to get back to some elements of humor with this one, though. Yeah, there, I don't... there they... were some moments that were funny, but it wasn't the it wasn't the corny, cheesy, punny sort of sort of thing. Yeah. I would, I would love when, uh, when the Daniel Craig era is over with this new movie that they eventually release, that uh, the next one kind of maybe returns or tries to return to that, that sort of cheesy. I, I really do feel like that era is not past. They can do it well, if they're good. If the writers are good, they can do cheesy and punny. You know,
2: I mean, the Marvel movies do it very well,
1: right? There's yes. a lot of
2: movies that actually do it well, not just those, but those are the standout ones where they get the humor in without making it a comedy in any way. Even in most cases, if it's cheesy, it's so appropriate, you're like, okay, I'll give you a pass on that. Good job. Yeah, so what do you, what do you give it overall?
1: I give it two space herpes. I feel like it's definitely better than, still better than, whatever Gonzo just described. That deserved a three, three and a half. It's, <laughs> it's better than that, but it's, yeah, it, I'll agree. It yeah, was... I'd say two, two space herpes for, for that one.
2: I'd probably go two and a half because after watching Skyfall, I was like, oh hell yeah, I need to see the next one in the theater because I saw it, and I saw it in the theater. I was like, ah, yeah, I yeah, one free cable maybe, or maybe but prime. I...
1: I I like Daniel Craig what can I say Fair.
2: <laughs> he's so Timothy Dalton so next time you're gonna watch uh, the original casino royale with uh, was it David Niven is that right
1: yeah has to be awesome. hydrate it has to be that one and then then I don't know after that I'll have to find another series.
2: All right,
0: everyone,
2: here's your water. <laughs> oh. okay. uh, you guys are going on, so I can go after you go
0: again, because, I mean. oh I got a straight. I is
1: redeemed uh, Hail Hydrate, so.
0: Yep. We already did that. You're, you're behind.
1: Spiral punishment. Reading posture check. I, I still have a spine, so I have posture. Checked it. Still there.
0: Um, I say my next one. Let's go with, um, the Nevers. Your
1: dragon has just redeemed Transformers.
0: More than yep. meets the eyes. Go ahead. Um, So, I watched the show The Nevers. There's only three episodes out right now. The Nethers is an HBO Max series set in like 1867 or something like that. Um, The story is people have started getting superpowers. And they are getting these superpowers and this other group of people are finding them, bringing them together. Uh, the best way to describe this show is is um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, with women instead of men, and X-Men, together. Because um, there's like steampunky type thing going on with it. There's, you know, all that type of, you know, the clothing, the dress, everything of it. Um, but these people are called the Touch. They get superpowers, and it's all random for each different person. And this group of people are finding these people and bringing them to their mansion where they all live together, aka like X Men. Um, I watched the. There's only three episodes. Episode four comes out tonight, I think. I think it's on right now. Um, This show's pretty damn good. Um, The action's really good. Uh, The characters are interesting. Um, It does have a bit of raw sexual and nudity type stuff in it. Don't care. It doesn't bother me any bit. Um, but um, it's actually really, really, really good. I really like it a lot. Um, it's It's got the, the, the flair of the X-Men where, okay, these people are being treated like crap um, because they have superpowers and there's a secret society that's trying to capture these people and use them and abuse them. Um, the clothing, the art, the um, settings... Um, the places where they're filming in London or whatever is really good. Um, really neat. Uh very far fetched tech and science to the point of like steampunky. Um, you could go kind of Penny Dreadful like. Um, I would say that, but instead of, you know, like werewolf and vampires, it's uh one person can see short snippets of the future, one person can control electricity, one person has fire abilities, um, you know, stuff like that. So I really like it. Uh, I've watched all three episodes. I um, highly recommend it. It's been pretty solid. Um, and HBO, they're just doing, they're they are off the chain with their TV series now. Um, they're doing really good. I really like it a lot. So for well, me right they're now. They're
2: one of the ones that's sort of embraced the whole new format. Oh, yeah. It's like that Netflix and Amazon Prime are really into it. Everyone else is like trying to catch up for the most part.
0: Yeah. Um, Captain Mizzy is right. It does have kind of a Sherlock Holmes type of vibe to it also. Um, I really like it so far. Zero space herpes for me. Um, can't wait to watch the new episode tonight. Cool. Well, I'll be talking about a series as well. Uh, Bain and I just started
2: watching, uh, since we're done with, uh, the last one we watched, which, is Stock and Winter Soldier, or Captain America Winter Soldier, if you prefer. <laughs> Uh, we started watching uh, Star Trek Discovery Season 3. Um, the buzz has sort of died down about uh, Discovery here. I mean, I know there's another a season coming out, but I didn't hear a lot of uh, buzz after the first bit. But uh, I have liked the first two episodes very much so. Interested to see where they go. Um, I thought the first episode in particular, there's some very good uh, things laid out and pointing in there. Um, it feels like maybe the first two episodes happened a bit quickly. Like, I think they were like, felt like they kind of wanted to do more than they realized, we ain't got time to do all this extra. Let's just do this, make that the beginning, and then go from there. So, uh, I still maintain that Star Trek Discovery Season 2 is one of the best seasons of Star Trek ever. And very interested to keep going with this. Uh, Like all the characters, like what they're starting. Um, Like, literally every time one of the characters comes on, you're like, I enjoy what this person is doing. Uh, You know, the engineer uh, Reno, she's fucking hilarious. Um, You know, uh, Giorgio is fucking hilarious in a whole different way. Uh, I enjoy the crap out of it. I look forward to finishing the season. Uh, Lower Decks is on our radar. It probably will be after this. If we don't watch something in between, Loki, I think, will be out by the time we finish this, so it'll probably be Loki, then that. Uh, we're catching up, but that's because I had a really weird schedule for a while. But in any case, it's on our list. But uh, I don't want to give it a full rating right now, but so far, I would give it zero. I expect it to end in the one and a half-ish area. Maybe, you know, I don't expect it to get to two, but we will see if my expectations meet reality.
0: Gonzo? Um, I watched something that came out, it came out on Netflix, uh brand new series called Shadow and Bone. Uh, Shadow and Bone is based off a book series that came out. Um, this one is another one that's kind of Victorian era, um, but more Russian than, like, London type thing. Um, it's based off a book. I don't know much about the book anyway, uh, but it has people that are... Pretty much Benders from like Avatar. So they have people that control the wind, control fire, someone can control like the blood and stuff like that. Um it's not a bad series. Um I watched all like eight episodes or how many episodes it was. Um it's got a lot of interesting story building and everything. Supposedly there's this section of the world that is covered in pure blackness and going into it, to crossing, to get there, you have to get from one side to the other, and you have to ride these ships that sail across the ground, Um, and they're controlled, you know, they're sailed across by, like, skiffs and skis. Um, And you can't have natural light, or the creatures that live in there will kill you. Um, And to go around it would take too long, so people, you know, go through it. Um, And supposedly there's this, person that has a superpower that can destroy the darkness and that's how this goes um two of the main characters um one of them is a female character that is pretty much the lead and then her pretty much her sidekick and his entire personality is around how much he loves her and how much he wants to protect her um i don't give a crap about the two main characters they did not they were not really that entertaining I was not impressed with their storyline. I get it. They're very one-dimensional. They're very flat. Um, I don't have any feelings for them. They're just there. Now, there's a group of other people. Um, There's a group of people... Yes, the crew from the bar was so much better. There's a group um, that's Assassin, Gunslinger, and I guess you can call The Face. Um, He runs The Bar... And he wants to go capture this person so he can make a ton of money and, you know, do all this other stuff. Um, Those three, I would watch them in everything. I would watch an entire series of them getting into capers and trying to make money and doing stuff. Because they were multifaceted. The characters were interesting. The acting was good. Everything about it was great. Um, I would watch the crew um, more than anything. Is the series good? Yeah. Is it got a cool world? Yeah. Are the main characters interesting? Meh. But all of those side characters, they're really good. Um, I really like them a lot. Um, People have read the book. I've talked to them and they said that the book, the first book is really bad um, and it's not really good at all. Um, And so they're trying, everybody's saying the next books get better, Um, which I believe it's already been renewed for another season, which is good. Uh, because I see good potential from it, um, I don't know anything about the book, so I can't, you know, comment. But I definitely want to see the next season as long as those three characters from the bar are still in it and still doing things, um, because they were beyond belief great. Um, if I was going to give it a rating, I would say it would probably be like a two, maybe two and a half. But it was still interesting to watch. Uh, better than most stuff that are happening on TV right now. So, it gets at least a thumbs up. Um, worthwhile watching. John? Still done. With the one thing
2: I watched. (laughs) Much like Kathy with the one thing she watched.
1: Yeah, pretty
0: much. I played Valheim. I played MechWarrior Online. Alright. Okay, so I guess I'll finish (laughs) out. Um, so let's see. What else did I watch? Um... I did watch a new movie and it just came out and Kathy, you're going to want to watch this cause you will love the shit out of it. Um, it's called the Mitchells versus the machines. It is a cartoon about a dysfunctional family that has to save the world against, uh, robots that are taking over. Um, so it, the artwork is really good. It kind of reminds me of like a clay animation style artwork. Um, there is a pug on there. M- Machi, uh, and he's actually voiced by d- the actual an actual pug named Doug the Pug, um, and actually is, is on there, and so it is actually a really fun show. Um, it is definitely um, a little bit geared towards kids a bit, and the modern kids because of all the, you know, the tech stuff and the way things are happening and all those other stuff. But it's really good. Animation style is really fun. I really like it a lot. Um, I think it's um good quality. Um there's some weird things that go on. Like they'll be showing a scene and they'll like hand draw stuff in there just to make it look interesting. Um it's got a good timeless story. Uh, the daughter's going all the way to college, and uh not only is he going she going away to college. They don't understand her, or the father doesn't understand her, so there's that conflict going on there. Um, They got a young son. He's all into dinosaurs. They go, and it corrects me up because there's a scene where they go and he's like looking at all these dinosaurs, and he's like, I gotta speak with the manager because these dinosaurs are not anatomically correct um, and stuff. (laughs) And uh, it's it's just a really good, fun show. It's actually a lot longer than I thought it was gonna be, it's a little over two hours. but it's, it's good quality, fun entertainment. Uh, I laughed quite a few times on there. It's got some good animation on it. I highly recommend it. Um, I would probably give it like one and a half space herpes. If anything. Um, just because there's some of the stuff that's just kind of eh. But Doug Mochi the is uh, definitely the star of the show. The Pug is actually hilarious as shit. Um, it's, uh, it is it is definitely worth watching. Um, just for a good TV. Good, good movie. Um, I guess there's actually some of my friends on my Facebook page. On my Facebook group. Um, know the people that made it. And they're kind of trying to pimp it out and everything. But it was definitely worth watching. Uh, more than anything else. Sweet. So, highly recommend it. Um, that's actually all I have. Wow. What? Yeah. What? Okay, wait, wait. I did watch more of Mighty Ducks, and this episode was...
2: We haven't heard about Babylon 5 in a while, either.
0: I haven't had a chance to get on Babylon 5. Um, I, I want to devote a little bit more time. I think I'm going to wait until after school's over, so I can kind of binge it. Which will so be now watching
2: Babylon Five because you're paying more attention to it than some shit like Mighty Ducks, right?
0: Correct. Uh, I actually okay. want to. I want to devote more attention Let's... to it, um, and so I'll probably wait till after the school's over. I only have four weeks left in school, um, so I'm definitely and I've got models to put together during that time, so it'll be a good time for me to watch Babylon Five and everything. So um, I've I still haven't made it through episode zero, so no. I definitely cannot do nothing while I watch TV. I definitely have to do something while I'm watching TV. Um, But, definitely going to watch Babylon 5 after uh, school's over. Um, I need to finish The Expanse also. Me too. I
1: still have to watch the last season.
0: Me too. Yeah. But I think
2: Banyan's already seen it, or since it's on Prime, we can watch it separately easier. That's why we're doing Discovery, because... Anything that's on the TV but not on our individual computers is easier.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll watch that. Um, I'm finishing up The Last of Sabrina because I never finished it in December. Um, so I've got to finish that out. Um, I'm super excited for July um, because in July, the l- supposedly last movie to wrap up the entire Troll Hunter series. Um, oh, okay is coming out rise of the titans supposedly it's supposed to wrap up all the stories and you know give like an ending or like a new you know type thing um so i'm really looking forward to that i saw that they posted up in july that it's going to come out um i know i did set up a bunch of new series or shows um to come out that i tried watching um that are coming out on netflix um, I know Tenet dropped on HBO Max. Um and oh, I did I it. To, yeah, it's on HBO Max now. Um, I'm going to try to watch that. I've heard mixed reviews about it. Um, i so.
2: not a huge Christopher Nolan fan. Like, he's, like, no disrespect to his skill. I just don't necessarily like his stuff that much. I
0: know. That it, it's kind of, like, back and forth on it. Uh, I'm definitely going to give it a shot and watch it because it's supposed to be some kind of mind trippy stuff. So I'm waiting on that. Um,. I don't know. Um, we'll I mean, try and
2: watch something this week. We'll see. I might be streaming every night. We'll see what
0: happens. <laughs> uh, I'll try doing some to more. Do
1: a, uh, a Christoph Waltz uh, double feature. He's the person who played the Blofeld in Spectre, and but I like him, and he makes a really good bad guy. Uh, and I heard that he is in Django Unchained, and I have never seen that.
2: He is. And, he's not a bad guy. But and and I haven't seen it either. But, but he's
1: in it, and yes. I haven't seen it, so I feel like I need to watch that, and you know, find something else. He's. I feel like he's been in a bunch of things. Over oh the yeah, last few years so. I was
2: worried you were going to say you were going to watch the Green Hornet movie where he's the bad guy in it. You uh-huh. know, the only movie I have started, stopped, and decided not to finish on a second watch because fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Alita Battle Angel, if you can get it somewhere, he's in that, and I fucking love that movie.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah, I wanted to see that. He so,
2: he, I mean, he kills it. I mean, it's it Christoph walls, he he kills
1: it. Yeah.
0: Um, but, I mean, there's, there's actually a bunch of stuff starting to come out. I know there's a few series that are starting up next week uh, and in the next couple of weeks. I did try watching um, what was it? Something Europa? Tribes of Europa. And I couldn't get into it. It just wasn't very entertaining to me. Um, didn't care for it too much. Um, I was going to
2: watch Nobody, but I don't want to pay 20 bucks. I mean, that sounds cheap, but 20 bucks is like four other movies, almost renting, so yeah, not really for renting a movie for twenty bucks. So that means that we will not be seeing Black Widow when it comes out because I'm not going to go to the theater and I'm not going to pay that much money for it on Disney Plus.
0: Sorry, I'll just wait till it comes out on Disney normal. It's not Um, worth it.
1: Like what I do with most movies.
0: (laughs) Well, like if it was a cheaper price,
2: you could even that one. Like that's a you know top tier. Marvel movie, you could be like, oh, I'll pay 20 bucks for it, but they, like, want 30 bucks for it. And I'm like, now you're getting bad.
1: And like Nivik says, it will be free in six months.
2: Yeah. Plus, they just raised their subscription price a buck, which I didn't mind paying at the time, because they have fucking content to back that shit up. I just, I'm not going to pay for that kind of premium content. I don't care that much.
0: And we got Loki coming up, what, in July also? So, I mean...
2: the harsh reality is if it's something like that where maybe my mom wants to see it maybe not so much Black Widow. possibly I would just buy it on DVD or Blu-ray anyways because she's going to want to see it and she doesn't have Disney Plus she doesn't have good internet to download movies so I have to get everything on DVD or Blu-ray which I don't really mind
1: mm-hmm.
2: like, I, I love loading out DVDs and stuff to people my, one of my uh, uh, one of my CSPs is I uh, was interested in Battlestar Galactica, so he borrowed the first season and went through it like in a week, and he's like, judging for the next one. I'm like, luckily, I've got everything, so I'll bring in the next one next. Yep. It's great. I can't do that with a digital thing. I mean, I can share my digital stuff with certain people, but you get someone you work with you don't want to share a password with, but you'll hand them a box set because, I mean, yeah. if I didn't get it back because something happened, I'd be upset, but it wouldn't be the end of the world. So. Yeah, <laughs> MASH is good. I'd watch MASH again. I mean
1: they play mash on uh, we have uh, me TV here which I think is is syndicated now I mean I think it's in it's in it's national now it used to just be a local Chicago channel but now it's like a national channel uh, but anyways they do vintage TV shows they do the, the oldies basically and every night at six they have mash and every night at 630 they have mash And I've been watching M.A.S.H. since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. And it's my favorite TV show of all time. If M.A.S.H. is on, I will watch it.
2: Well, let's talk about the harsh reality of M.A.S.H. You watched it, and it was funny when you were watching it as a kid. As an adult, you watch it, and you get it. And it's funny and heartfelt and sometimes heartbreaking what they're doing. it's Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also... Uh I look at it now and I go wow they were really assholes to Frank Burns. I mean, he was in the asshole, but they were <laughs> they were assholes to him. They they bullied the shit out of that guy. They
2: did. I actually liked uh the other um villain, the other the other, you know,
1: Charles and Ag- Ag- Winchester the 3rd.
2: I loved him. He was
1: he was fantastic.
2: Much, he, was he was a much was, deeper foil yeah, to them.
1: I was going to say he was multifaceted and he grew throughout the series, whereas Frank Burns deep, was just a caricature.
2: Yeah. He was just there. He was, he, he was one note. Yeah. It, that wasn't say bad. It was note good for early, but um, there's some, like I've watched a lot of clips of MASH here and there. It just shows up on my feed, interviews with the actors or just clips from it. There are some really, really good fucking clips from MASH. Like there's stuff where you're just like, Oh, God. Man,
1: There's that's so really much. Good. There's yeah. so much. And uh, every year, uh, now they've started doing uh, every year for, is it uh, Veterans Day? I think. They do uh, the goodbye farewell oh, on their, their final episode, which is two hours. And yeah, so. You will never see that in when they're doing their half hour episodes. You'll never see that. Mm hmm But yeah. Usually that
2: Usually that I'm watching uh Band of Brothers because if I get to that it's it's time for Band of Brothers, but
1: Band Brothers is fantastic.
2: Oh my god, so good. Oh yeah.
0: Band Brothers is Uh, amazing. Yeah,
2: Nichols, uh Gonzo's uh Britain stuff, you may hear my fan in the background, it's a little warm upstairs.
0: Sorry, um, I leaned back. I've got a bunch of 3D printers running, So sorry. Um, got to get them done. I'll lean back. Yeah, and they're loud.
2: Take him through his mic. I mean, obviously, I have a standalone mic, so it picks up other stuff. So, apologies. For a,
1: for a TV show in the 1970s that was based on a movie.
2: About a war that had been over for a bit at that point. Yeah. And a TV show lasted it's... longer than the war. Whoa, well, I mean, so much longer than
1: than, like four to- like, five times longer than the war.
2: Well, then the armed Technically, we're still at war with with uh, North Korea. We just mm-hmm. have a long armistice.
1: Yeah.
2: We'd been technical, but hey. Eh. Hey, case. Mash is great. It is called the best TV show of all time. I'm not going to argue with that. Yep.
1: <laughs> and that is our podcast for this evening, everybody. Thank thanks. you so much for joining us.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, don't forget, on Monday, John will be doing his Warrior Monday. Are you going to do a Striker yep. Life or just a normal?
2: Normal, uh, I'll be. it'll be me and the Filthy Casuals of Quick Play. Ninja John, Legionnaires, Banyan, whoever else shows up. Maybe some other special guests. We'll see who uh, wants to drop by.
0: Ooh, I wouldn't mind dropping by. Gonna, oh,
2: we'll get you in there.
0: Get you there. Um, and don't forget, Kathy will be doing Tuesday through Thursday uh, painting? Are you gonna be working on your mech warrior stuff?
1: I probably oh I have mech warrior and I have busts and it's oil paint, so I will be going from from one thing to another thing as I can only do so much with oil paints as we talked about earlier, so yeah, mech warrior or uh, battletech stuff and and my busts is what I'll be working on. I heard
0: you for correcting him on that, Kathy. <laughs> <Pardon>. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Pulp Fiction on Friday I think that's yep, about Pulp it Pulp
1: Fiction Friday and since we finished that Conan book gosh what will be the next thing I read on Pulp Fiction Friday something from the <laughs> early 1900s and
2: then uh, next Sunday morning will will most likely be another Sunday morning Mech Warrior. and then you might see Striker Life uh, which is my new newbie friendly playthrough um you might see that tuesday through friday maybe not every day just because who knows what might happen but i plan on trying to stream just about every night with it
0: guys we're gonna go and send y'all off to zambies zambies is uh painting up some models right now we're gonna send you off to her uh make sure when you go over there make sure you get a like hit that follow button uh right up with all the emotes make her kind of happy kind of scare her a bit um yeah but jump into your uh your your address bar and pull the the back
2: part off that says refer a raid that way they're getting credit for you watching them not from a raid but you're actually watching them
0: correct because yeah. we want y'all to go and see them and this is the easiest way for us together so guys please take care of yourself watch after yourself stay healthy if you see something say something for more than dice some contact. i'm john
1: i Kathy.
0: Good night.
2: Here we go. okay. dance, dance. Dance, dance. You're all lucky you can't see this. Are you dancing? We're dancing.